0: Good morning, my name is Mike and this is The Odd Pod. Every Friday I bring you a conversation with someone in the audio industry and today we're going to be talking with AJ and his podcast is called The Arcade Files. He does a deep dive into the history of coin-op video games. I found it really interesting. I'm hoping that you'll find it really interesting. And do me a favor and go leave him and, well, all their guests A five star review on your podcast player of choice. I'm sure that they would all appreciate it. And remember, this is an edited podcast. If you would like to hear the complete and unedited conversation, please go check out my Patreon page, which is in the show notes below. Okay, let's get to it. But uh, what made you choose this genre, I guess, as a podcast?
1: Well, I wanted a new hobby and I wanted one that didn't require a whole lot of money to get dumped into to start. Um, And so I did a little bit of research what I needed for a podcast. Uh, As far as the arcade topic, uh, two reasons. Uh, The first, I grew up playing arcade games, always uh, wanting to go to an arcade, always personally wanting an actual arcade unit at home. But knowing my parents would not drop the hundreds and thousands of dollars to buy me one single video game. Um, So the combination of simply loving arcade games and kind of noticing there's not a whole lot out there talking about the history of arcade games. I kind of chose this topic.
0: Okay, and then when you're doing your research. Are you just pulling random names out of a hat or do you have an idea of what games you want to cover? Because you covered a lot already and a few of them are kind of obscure that I'm not familiar with. So that was a surprise.
1: Right. At first I had a general idea of the first six or so episodes I wanted to do. And I noticed I was kind of hitting on a trend except for the original Street Fighter game that most of my topics were about the golden age of arcade. So I thought, okay, let's just stick with this part of arcade history now. And let's talk about these games that paved the pathway for games like Street Fighter and the ones that would come later. So right now I'm focused on hitting just uh, the golden age of arcade, talking about those titles that set the milestones that paved new pathways for developers in the later days. So it's all coin ops as well it's all coin ops it's it's nothing i don't talk about the console ports um i may mention you know this game was released to this many different consoles at the time um i'm trying to remember there was one i talked about specifically only i mentioned it i think it was uh oh crap which one was that oh there was one particular port i only mentioned because they actually did the audio right for it i'll have to go back and remember which one that was there's was one of my recent ones I do like your Lego avatar. Hey, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm terrible at building Legos. I need instructions. And I found uh, an instruction guide on how to build an arcade cabinet out of Legos. Oh, yeah. I just don't have that engineering mind to make stuff up on my own.
0: Okay. So you got into that because you like gaming. And now do you find that all of a sudden you're having trouble finding games to talk about? or like, Is each podcast also scripted? I guess I should have asked that, too.
1: Yes, I script out all my podcasts because I'm not good with trying to retain all that information on the fly. So each one of mine are scripted out and I follow my script. And boy, howdy, I can make some major mistakes even with my script. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no it's, kidding, man. It's yeah, it's hard to stay
0: on top of some stuff, especially when you get diving into technology like that, because you may find on one site it may say it has one creator. on another site it may say it has another creator.
1: Right, uh, especially for some of those early Japanese games uh, that, that were ported over here to America. It's very hard to find who actually created those because they just didn't get the credit back then like they do now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me just look up. I'm just
0: curious to see which ones you have done. And you host on Anchor? Is that where you host on? Yes, sir. I sure do.
1: I found them by happenstance. Um, I can't remember who... Who suggested Anchor to me? Do, they, um, do you plan
0: on sticking with them or do you have you now that you've been doing it for a while, have you looked at
1: other ones? Um, I've only briefly looked at uh, Podme. I think they reached out to me about doing ads or whatever. And, and I kind of just, no, nah, I, I don't really like doing ads because it's just a hobby. I'm not looking to, you know, make, make a career out of this. So, um, I have briefly looked at Podbean, but uh, so far, Anchor is has uh, been really easy for me to use, uh, given the time I'm able to put into it. It works pretty well for me. And can I ask where you're located? Yeah, I'm in uh, Central Arkansas. Okay, because there's
0: actually a museum in Upper New York State called uh, the Muse- the Strong Museum of Play, and they have a whole arcade okay. museum, which is just kind of cool if in case you're ever up in New really?
1: York. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you just look up on a special trip.
0: Yeah. Look up on YouTube, look up like the museum of play, strong museum of play. And uh, I've been there museum several
1: times. Sweet. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay, cool. That's awesome. And
0: you don't have elevator action on here. What the hell?
1: Uh, that's, that's not on, on, on there yet. It's on my list of ones I'm covering. <laughs> um, I've got a whole printout out of, of, uh, kind of the influential games of the of the golden age and elevator action is on that list just haven't got to it yet okay reason i mentioned
0: that is because uh, i was also raised in arcades and uh, i grew up in a tourist uh-huh. town and my friend um he owned an arcade actually but now he owns like 50 Gosh. of them it's uh, he's well, got a awesome. wear- yeah warehouses full of games so obviously that's kind of like my my sweet spot too but now what are you recording with for hardware
1: uh, let's see, as far as the actual my, I'm using an Audio Technica 2005 E, I think is what it's called. Okay. And what are you editing with? Or maybe it's. I just use Audacity.
0: All right. And you're on a Windows machine then or a Mac? Uh, Windows. All right. I'm just asking questions. I, I just like to always find what the that kind of stuff is on there. Like for, I find that right. a lot of the listeners I have are either new podcasters or people just getting into it, so they always kind of like to go down the hardware path.
1: Gotcha. Now- yeah, I, I picked Audacity because it was free, and I kind of taught myself to do it using, you know, watching YouTube tutorials and and kind of just playing around with it and learning it. Um, when I first got started, I I wasn't using um, a very good mic. I was using kind of a Hot Shot mic I bought off Amazon for cheap. And uh, that was a real struggle because that sucker picked up everything. If a car drove by my house, it would pick it up. It was a nightmare trying to make my old audio, trying to sound good. Yeah, it can do that. Now,
0: where do you think you're going to go with the podcast? or what are your plans for it?
1: Uh, my plans are I'm still going to do my two episodes a month, the 15th and 30th. So it's the easiest for me to do as far as the time I'm able to put into it. Um, I've got kind of my episodes mapped out for the rest of the year i'm still going to be stuck in the golden age trying to cover some of those games um, as i'm researching some of the more obscure ones they don't have a lot of information about them so a few episodes may have uh, games doubled up like i did with the uh, lunar lander and battle zone episode okay
0: and have you ever thought of interviewing the game designers anyone in the business
1: well, eventually what I'd like to do is try to reach out and interview some of these uh, individuals who were with the development creation and maybe even the um, advertising of these games. I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how to do that, so I'm going to have to do my homework on that. I know Zoom is a big factor in it, uh, so I just need to toy around with that and learn how to use it. Um, but I would like to also eventually even interview arcade owners. And find out, you know, what made you want to open a business. What's your favorite games? You know, stuff like that. Probably there's a there's a retrocade about thirty minutes from my hometown. Oh yeah, and uh, I'd like to eventually go over there interview that guy. That's a it's an awesome place to go and hang out. And we've got a few other uh, retrocades in Arkansas. There's one in Russellville. Uh, there's another one in Fayetteville. Those are the three that I know of. There may be more that I'm just not aware of because they don't advertise very well
0: okay and do you just like google your research or do you have any special secret sources that you uh, dive into
1: no there's not a whole lot of books out there that really delve deep i've got a couple but it's kind of just the basic information that you can find online Uh, i use a few different websites that kind of keep records of that historical stuff well dude i'm telling you if you ever decide to
0: make a coffee table book about retro arcade games Uh the coin ops You could take all your existing Uh research and you'd probably clean up
1: yeah you know i've actually i've thought about that uh because the one that i've got it was uh, it's a focus on early gaming where they talk about arcade games but they also start uh, researching into the the home consoles and stuff and that's not just that's not my focus at all for this podcast it's strictly the coin-op stuff
0: yeah. Well, that's, I'm just looking at them all. And like, if you just kind of focus on a book like that, and
1: I I know I'd buy
0: one of those books personally.
1: <laughs> right. another, Uh, I, not only would I like to make a book like that, but I'm also starting to gather as many images of arcade flyers or advertisements that I can find. And I want to get a book published that just features those flyers and those advertisements, because I think those are awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Just like the the paraphernalia
0: that the arcade owners got saying oh you should buy this game because the return the rate of exchange or the return on investment for example and what it entails and
1: yes yeah I just because nowadays they don't really put those out anymore in a flyer form you know it's all email based or whatnot but to to actually find those old ones and talking about okay here's the dimensions for the cabinet here's what the game does Uh, here's how you can explain the game to your your customers when they come in your, your facility. I just, I think those are awesome. And what are you listening to right now for inspiration? Uh, for inspiration? Oh, maybe not
0: inspiration. What are you listening yeah. to in general, I guess. Well,
1: it, yeah, for inspiration, there is an actual podcast from what I can tell. He, he the guy doesn't do it anymore. Um, I'm not sure why, but there was a podcast called diary diary of an arcade employee. Um <laughs> and he had oh about 52 episodes available and i just i don't think he does it anymore as far as i can tell nothing new has come out since uh august of last year and that was his qbert episode uh, i'm gonna have to dig that guy up too
0: because i also like talking to people that end po- like that stop podcasting for example his right. episode 53 was qbert it's got a nice website though
1: but uh yeah listen to that one um the other podcast I listen to, uh, The History of Malls, that one's fairly new. He's only got a handful of episodes out. And I listen to uh, Indie Arcade Wave. They're also a fairly new uh, podcast on Anchor as well. And it's a g- couple of guys, they talk to indie arcade developers, talk about their games. They actually just put out a new episode today, and they're on really? their uh, 35th episode. Yeah.
0: Huh. And have you done anything like this before? Like anything that's kind of along the creative lineup? Like do you have a YouTube channel or is this the first time shot for you? Oh, it's
1: the first time shot for me. I've never done anything <laughs> like this. My daughter pesters me about starting a YouTube channel and I keep telling her, sweetheart, I don't know how to video edit. I'll have to do some serious homework and trial and error just to figure out how to make it work.
0: Well, it's fun. Uh, like I have a couple of YouTube channels and one of uh-huh. them, I, I, it gets millions of views. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has. Well, it's a three point five million or something now, and yeah, it covers my car payments.
1: Okay, cool. What are your YouTube channels you've got? Well,
0: I have Mike's Tech Rescue, which is just me. Well, finding shit like this and just kind of going through it and saying, you know, this is a PCB board or this is an old PC or uh, you know retro computers, for example. Right. And then the other one is the Odd Pod, where I take these kind of interviews and I just put them up on the channel. Gotcha. And then another one is just me, you know, hanging out with my kids and doing shit like that. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's fun. And, you know, it's, uh, well, you like to think that you have time for it, just like you do, like, a podcast. And you're like, oh, I got to be a time to kill. And you start a podcast. And all of a sudden, you realize that the podcast takes up all your time. Yes. And you no longer have time to kill.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, probably to do one episode, I would say it takes anywhere from three to five hours to put it together for just 20 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Like I was just <laughs> editing a video now, and so the video is 40 minutes
1: and it's going to take me about three hours just to edit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it, it kind of makes you appreciate movies whenever you're actually kind of doing something that's sort of similar to that, you know, they'll put what like a year's worth of time into a movie that's an hour and a half long. It's like, Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Well, a five minute video takes me about five hours. Wow. On average, it's like an hour a minute. Yeah. Unless yeah. I just kind of do it like off the top of my head, one shot and I'm done and I don't edit it all. And I just mm-hmm. kind of go with the flow. Right. But I find those videos don't get enough uh, traction as much as it does when you actually put time and effort into it. Right. Right. So that's what it comes down to. So now if all of a sudden you found yourself with all the time in the world. Would you pick a second podcast to make or would you focus more on this one? Or what would you do if you all, all of a sudden had all the time in the world?
1: If I had all the time in the world, I would probably uh, at least do an episode a week for this podcast. That way I can kind of move further along into. I, once you get past the golden age, there's not a real like consensus on when the next age is called. I've heard the Japanese age is what the next one's called, but moving forward into the mid and late 80s. And eventually crashing into the 90s. And and uh, Street Fighter II really helped relaunch arcades in the 90s with with the defining genre and then Mortal Kombat coming out. And it kind of it takes off again from there. Uh, so eventually it would help me get to that point faster if I did more than just two episodes a month.
0: Yeah, well, but like I said, it takes time and they're in-depth. They're really informative. Once I started listening to them, I'm like, oh, this, this is awesome. And now I just started binging them because you know you hit my
1: sweet spot <laughs> well I'm, I'm glad i was able to do that that's kind of my goal is to is to keep them short sweet uh informative and just kind of get people passionate about learning about some of this stuff because you know we don't really know the stories on these games you may hear the story on donkey kong that most people can relate to hearing about donkey kong and jump man becoming mario and the name where mario come from and and uh but you know let's talk about well, where did where did Galaga get its inspiration? Well, it came from Glaxon. So where did they get their inspiration for Galaxon? You know, just kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. And do you game at all right now? Uh, yes, I do well, when I make time. Um, actually, I was joking with a uh, Facebook group I'm part of. They're talking about um, posting your games that you finish, uh, posting it on the group just to so everybody can see where you're at. And I was joking. It's like, yeah, I might get up, be able to finish uh, Judgment this year because it's on the playstation 4 and it's a a long campaign but you know when you only play it for maybe an hour a week it's going to take forever to play
0: oh <laughs> yeah yeah i can i have every video game system ever made and i have zero time of playing them that's the problem
1: oh yeah i, I was telling my daughter, I Said you know i'm glad you guys play the switch i think that's a fantastic system but sweetheart look at all these retro consoles and games that I just don't play and it it sucks because they're sitting there just begging to be played and they're not, they're kind of just turned into show pieces.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny though. My kids still like playing on the Atari 2600 sometimes.
1: Oh yeah. So we'll
0: break that out. And nice. um, cause they're like the wild West game where it's uh, they versus each other trying to shoot oh, yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all eight bit. And actually it's a very blocky eight bit. And yes. then uh, they Got into the Commodore 64, which is kind of fun.
1: Uh, yeah, I've but never played on a Commodore.
0: You never, oh, anyway, I think they just like the part where they type in C load where you're loading, <laughs> right? Because you actually got to see yourself like load the, the game into the file system, right? Right, so they seem to kind of like that too. And then I'm working on uh, well, we have so many games here, man, but right. There's just, like I said, no time, but that's about it. That's all I really needed. I'm going to let you get back to lunch. Uh, you're at work right now. I'm on my lunch break from work. What job do you do? If you don't mind me asking.
1: Um, I'm actually a detective for the local police department, in my hometown. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why I like doing the research. And this is
0: completely unrelated to what this probably takes your mind off everything.
1: Oh yeah. It, it, it's a big help. It's I, I can just d- go into that gaming world and I can forget about all the bullshit with my job. So <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're like an IT guy or something. Oh, no, no, no. I Even when I was hired, I've been doing the job for uh, be 11 years in May. I've been up in the criminal investigation side of it for two years. And um, I told them when they hired me, I said, look, I'm not your typical guy who's into guns and they're into cop shows and stuff. I said, I'm just a giant nerd. And they said, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. So, no, trust me, I'm like the nerdiest guy you've ever hired and it's going to show. Yeah, Well, that's good, man. I'm glad to hear it. Um, Oh, one other question. Can I ask you? Would you mind revealing what your downloads are like? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't mind doing that. Well, I've got uh, 31 episodes, and I've been doing it since October 2019. Yeah, my first episode came out October 31st, 2019, and my plays are currently sitting at 2,945. So I have a very small, dedicated audience. Um, Usually most episodes will pull around an average of 40 to 45 people. I've had a few uh, episodes where it was uh, like Zaxxon when I came out with that one. That one hit nearly 200 within the first three or four days it was out. And it blew my mind because I'm not used to seeing those numbers like that. Usually to get those kind of numbers, they have to be out for quite a bit of time. I don't know why that one was such a sweet spot for people.
0: That's what I'm wondering, too, I'm looking at it and I wonder if it's
1: just the time because it's under 20 minutes. Well, centipedes mm-hmm.
0: under 20 minutes, too. So,
1: yeah, yeah, that one I, that Doast. one is that one's been kind of the weird one. I just can't wrap my head why that one did so well so quickly. Um I think now compared to overall, I think Donkey Kong is still the highest one I've got. Let me see what it shows on my dashboard. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Donkey Kong is a 221. That's the highest one I've got right now with Zach's on at two Oh one. Yeah. Those are nice numbers. I I certainly wouldn't complain about those. No, no. And I knew getting into this topic, it's going to be very niche. It's going to be very small and it's only going to be people who actually care because you know, I'm not interviewing people talking about random stuff. I'm not talking about true crime, which apparently is a huge, uh, topic and, uh, the guy who does the history of malls, uh, I talked to him quite a bit on Twitter and uh, I'm like, I'm glad you do it because he's like a musician by trade and he's into the true crime stuff. He's got a true crime podcast of his own. I'm like, man, I can't, I can't touch that with my job. I just, I don't care. I don't watch cop movies. I don't watch cop TV shows. I just completely separate myself from work when I'm at home. I just, I don't want to touch it. Well, you have to, yeah, especially
0: yeah. in that kind of job. Cause it's probably just so not just stressful but i mean you just deal with all the dregs of society all the time and you just don't want to be reminded about
1: it oh yeah in your off time you know yeah yeah you know no one ever calls the the, the police department and say hey you know what i'm having a great day um i hope you guys have a great day too they don't do that <laughs> <laughs> ah, maybe i'll do that when i'm done
0: <laughs> we'll have to see what happens maybe do you think that's all the questions i had for you um okay are you gonna do outrun anytime soon Uh, Yeah, that is. That's actually my favorite arcade game of all time. Well, that's the one that uh, it kind of really changed a lot of arcades as well, too, because it had the music selection. It was sit down Had the force feedback joystick. That's right. And the uh, up and down shifter. People seem to like that, too. And
1: did you cover Super Sprint? I forget if you did. No, I've not done. The only racing game I have done is Pole Position. I don't know if you consider Spy Hunter a racing game, but... Um, Spy Hunter was also a fantastic game. That was one of my favorites as well. Yes, Spy Hunter is a lot of fun. Yeah, just uh, just Spy Hunter and Pole Position have only been, have been the only vehicle games I've done so far. But yeah, uh, OutRun is definitely a must-do for me because that deluxe cabinet and that soundtrack. I actually have the soundtrack on my phone because I love it so much.
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what was I just listening to the other day? I downloaded a soundtrack off a game just because I want to use it in the background for something when I was... Uh, outrun. There it is. <laughs> That's the music I had in my... Uh... But that was not the arcade version. It was the yeah. um one of the 8-bit uh, knockoffs, one of the games. Might have been for the N sixty four, yeah, the, the Nintendo sixty four. You know, because they huh, take like a thirty two bit track and make it like a sixteen bit track, so it's missing a lot of the music. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. That was that's a lot crazy. of fun. That's crazy. Anyway, dude, I'm done. I appreciate this. Um, hey, not a problem. I'll get it up when I get it up. I imagine. Sure. Because I got a shitload of uh, interviews right now in the can. Speaking of which, how many uh, have are you? Do you record them?
1: and then upload them immediately? Or do you keep them in the can? Um, I'll record them. And I'll probably sit on them for about a week before I get them uploaded. And you listen to it a couple times. I'll listen. Uh, once I get all of the editing done and everything, I'll listen through it one time just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Uh, there's been some times where I'll just edit it and just go with it because i'm tired (laughs) and i want to go to bed but i usually try to listen to it at least once to make sure it sounds okay especially especially whenever i'm trying to transition um you know from the start music into the intro and the two little quirky sound effects i have kind of separating the the start and the ending of the episodes as far as like the topic itself all right that makes sense and do you want to be found online or do you just rather people just look you up on twitter for example Uh, No, I don't mind them uh, finding me online at all. That's not a problem if they want to. I can send you. Well, you've got my Twitter information. Um, I can send you the link on anchor that way they can pick their favorite podcast distributor. If they want or they can just find me on like Apple podcast on Spotify, breaker radio public overcast pocket cast pretty much all the big hitters.
0: Yeah, uh, that's the other thing I like about Anchor, well, the kind of thing I don't like about Anchor, actually, is they submit it to Apple, but then Apple won't release any of your stats unless you actually take ownership of the podcast.
1: Right, and what's weird about their analytics is they still have it in beta form, and I can't figure out why. Uh, Anchor or or Apple? Apple. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'll get uh, the um, Spotify stuff is built in right into the Anchor website on my dashboard. And um, I'm able to look at those, but when I go to the Apple stuff, it's still in beta form, and I can't figure out, come on, man. You guys are like the top dog for podcasting, but your analytics are still in your beta form, and they're not that great.
0: Oh, I just noticed that there's a whole device thing on here, too. I never saw that before. Oh, yeah, source of Spotify. Well, Spotify owns Anchor.
1: Yes, yes. And then now when you go to their website, it'll show Anchor by Spotify. They just changed up their website and the way uh, everything looks on it.
0: And what does your most average age like when you go into your stats and look at age of, of uh, listeners? Can you see that too?
1: Yeah. For Spotify, it shows my biggest listenership is 35 to 44, followed closely by 45 to 59, and then 23 to 27.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, mine's 28 to 34. Gotcha. Huh. All right, dude. Well, listen, thanks for your time. Much fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I appreciate
0: great. this and uh, keep in touch. And I'm looking forward to hearing for the next episode.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you for uh, reaching out to me. It was, it was a blast. All right. All right, dude. Enjoy your day. We'll talk All again. Right. Okay. Bye. See ya. Well,
0: that was fun. Thanks for listening. Once again, this is an edited version. If you would like to hear the unedited version, you can go check out my Patreon page in the show notes below. Also, there's a YouTube channel where most of these podcasts I put up there and you can actually see the conversation and you know face to face. Though the one with AJ, I do not have, unfortunately, just because uh, he didn't want to turn his camera on, I guess, at work. Or they didn't have a camera on at work. I found that conversation still riveting, really interesting. And his is one of the podcasts that I go to on a regular basis. And I'm a bit of a tech nerd, so I do like listening to that one. And I do have a few other tech ones lined up. So if you're into that tech industry, you're really going to like the next few episodes. If you would like to be on the show, shoot me an email or follow me on Twitter. My email is Mike at the My Twitter is the Number one, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore odd underscore pod. I have no consistency in these names. I apologize. I wasn't thinking things through when I set this up, but Hey, it's Friday. So what does it matter? Have a good weekend and uh, we'll talk to you next week.